Good morning, everybody. I like to give a date because these podcasts will stay on as long as there are telephones. And I want you to know when I'm making them. Today is May the 5th, 2022. And we're going through the book of John. And I'm going to teach it out of the Living Bible. I don't remember if last time I told you that it was written by a man named Kenneth Taylor. He translated the Bible for his children. And I love to read this uh, translation because it just it just packs a, a wallop. It just helps you understand what the King James is saying and how to use it. And so the next day, um, John saw Jesus coming to him, the day after John baptized Jesus. And I want to speak to that baptism again because Jesus was baptized not to make himself God, but to say to the world that he was God. And that's really what baptism is for you and me today. It doesn't make us a Christian, but it tells the world that we are believers. And after that took place, John saw Jesus coming toward him and he said, Look, there's the Lamb of God who takes away the world's sin. Now, remember up until Jesus died on the cross, sin was atoned for, and that means covered over. It wasn't taken away. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. And until he died, you could offer sacrifices and as the Old Testament law told them to, and that covered their sin, but it wasn't taken away. And so there's a big difference now. The Lamb of God, the Jewish people had been offering lambs on the altar for years, years and years. And so they should have connected their sacrifice for sin with the statement that John made. The Lamb of God who doesn't cover over your sin, but he takes it away. He is the one I was talking about when I said, Soon a man far greater than I am is coming, who existed long before me. And that's the truth. And we have to remember that Jesus Christ existed before he became a man. He lived in heaven. He's always been I can't understand that, so I won't try. But he always was, and then he became a man, born of a woman, just as we were, grew up as a baby and a little boy and a teenager, just as we have, and therefore he's been there and done that. And he can identify with most every situation that we find ourselves in. John said, I didn't know he was the one but I'm here baptizing him with water in order to point him out to the nation of Israel. And then John told about seeing the Holy Spirit in the form of a dove descending from heaven and resting upon Jesus. And John says, I didn't know he was the one, but at that time God sent me to baptize, he told me. So when he sent him to baptize Jesus, he told him who he was. He said, God told him, when you see the Holy Spirit descending and resting upon someone, 
He is the one you are looking for. He's the one who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. I saw it happen to this man, and I therefore testify that he is the Son of God. I just wonder, what was it like to be John <laughs> and to really see this dove descending upon Jesus, God having told him who it would be? I can't imagine that experience. And then the following days, John was standing with two of his disciples. Jesus walked by. John looked at him and then declared, See, there's the Lamb of God. And then John's two disciples turned and followed Jesus. John had disciples that were following him. And when Jesus walked by and John told them who he was, they turned and followed Jesus. And we need to be very careful that we follow Jesus and not a person. If you follow a person, all people are sinners. And at some point in time, they'll let you down. But if you follow Jesus, he's perfect. And he's always there for you to guide you and provide for you and protect you. And then Jesus looked around and he saw him following. And I love this. He said, what do you want? Isn't that funny? What do you want? Somebody was always wanting something from Jesus. And he thought that's what they, they wanted too. And then I love it. They said, where do you live? And I, I had to laugh when I read that question. Because I ask people all the time, where do you live? You know, if I meet somebody new and they live in Birmingham, where do you live in Birmingham? Or if they're not from here, where do you live? I don't know why we care where people live, but I do. Maybe you don't, but I just kind of care where they live. And then Jesus said, well, you just come and see. Come on, I'll take you home with me. Isn't that wonderful? And you know one day Jesus is going to come and take us home with him. Man, I'll tell you what. The worse things get in the world, the more I can't wait to go home. Just two days ago was the big leak from the Supreme Court of a, a vote they were going to take. They hadn't made it yet. They hadn't made a decision. But it was an opinion where they were to turn the abortion issue over to the states. They weren't destroying abortion. They were just going to let the states decide, and that's federalism. That's basically the government we have. And today I saw where the rioters have gone crazy. They are breaking the windows out of police cars. They're throwing rocks at the police. The police didn't issue the thing. They had nothing to do with it. The world's gone crazy, and it's going crazier every day. So to see that he said, you come go home with me, just reminds me, that's my future. One of these days, he's going to step out into the clouds and take us all home. What joy that will be to get out of this nasty world. So they went with him to the place where he was staying. And there they stayed with him from four o'clock until evening. One of these was Andrew. Simon Peter's brother. And I love what Andrew did. 
Andrew, when he left Jesus' home, he went to find his brother Peter. Andrew called Peter and he said, we have found the Messiah. And that's really basically what should happen to us. When we meet him and know who he is, we should want to tell others. I remember when I invited Jesus into my heart, I had a, a best friend. Her name was Molly. And Molly and I were just like sisters. Her husband and, and my husband had been friends in high school. And we just about became family to each other. And I knew that I had to go tell Molly that I had become a Christian. And I was scared to death. And I don't know why, I was afraid if I told her, she wouldn't like me anymore. She would think I was some kind of religious kook. So I called her and asked her to go to lunch. And I said, I have something to tell you. She said, okay. She thought it was gossip. We just got together and talked about everything and everybody. And so we had lunch and I had a headache and I got sick and I said, Molly, I don't feel well, I gotta go. And she said, but you gotta tell me what you have to tell me. And I was trapped. And so I said, well, I've been to a Bible class and I just found out that one day Jesus is gonna appear in the sky and everybody that believes in him is gonna go up out of the, off the earth. And so if you can't find me, that's where I'll be. Now, isn't that a fine way to witness to somebody? What an insult, telling her, well, you're not going, but I'm going. And I got up and left. And I went home and I, I went to bed. I thought, oh God, she is gonna think I'm crazy. And she asked me where I learned it, and I told her at the Bible class, when and where. When I went the next time, she was there. And after the class, I waited for her, and she said, I had to come and find out what you've been into and what you've been learning. And I want to tell you that when the Lord comes, I'm going to... I about fainted. I said, how do you know? And she said, because I prayed that invitation, I prayed the prayer that the teacher gave, invitational prayer. And I invited Jesus to come into my life. And I tell you, that was one of the most exciting moments of my life. And you can't believe the relationship that God gave us. It was a new relationship because now it was based on Him. And until she died, about 12 years ago, we would meet at least once or twice a week and study the Bible together and pray together. And to have a friend like that was wonderful. But I felt like I just botched it so bad. But that's what God used in her life to take her to the Bible class. And so Andrew did the same thing to his brother Peter. He brought him to meet Jesus. And Jesus looked at Peter for a moment and he said, you're Simon, John's son. You shall be called Peter the Rock. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and he said, come with me. Philip was from Bethsaida. Andrew and Peter's hometown. 
Philip went off to look for Nathaniel and told him, We have found the Messiah, the very person Moses and the prophets told us about. His name is Jesus, the son of Joseph from Nazareth. So what did Philip do? He went to his friend Nathaniel. And I love what Nathaniel said. He said, can anything good come from there? And then Jesus just said, come and see for yourself. And that's what everybody has to do. But we have to give them the, the information that enables them to want to come. People don't know until you share with them. That was God's plan. Just come and see for yourself, Peter, Philip declared. And as they approached, Jesus said, Here comes an honest man, a true son of Israel. How do you know that I'm what I'm like? Nathaniel demanded. How did Jesus know what he's like? Because you see, Jesus is God, and God knows everything. Everything. And Jesus replied, I could see you under the fig tree before Philip found you. You see, I guess Nathaniel was under a fig tree. And Philip went and found him. And the very fact that Jesus knew where he was when Philip came for him, he said, you are the son of God, the king of Israel. And then Jesus answered, and he said, do you believe all this just because I told you I had seen you under the fig tree? Well, you'll see greater proofs than this. You will even see heaven open and the angels of God coming back and forth to me, the Messiah. And it's really true that when we believe in Jesus, that's the beginning of our eyes being opened and we actually see truth for the first time. But I'm happy to say, the longer you are a Christian, the more you get to see. And I'm so grateful that my husband, who became a Christian the same day as I, drugged me, and he really did, to Bible conferences and Bible classes because I didn't really want to go. But I got a foundation sitting there and God transformed my life into a life that was hungry and thirsting after truth, the Word of God. And I'm so thankful in today's chaotic, mixed up world, I know truth because the truth will set you free. God bless you. Thank you for listening.